everybody, welcome to the Bite Me Podcast. We're looking at episode 238. I am your first co-host, Cliff Johnson. I'm joined today by Mr. Dylan. Woo! I don't know what these people do. Colby's here too. Hello, everyone. Or as I call him now, Answer My Eyes Johnson. Because I'm watching Rick and Morty and our last name is Johnson. And so, I don't know, Distant Cousin maybe? Is that how it works, Colin? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty rare name. Ants. Last, I don't know anything. Is their last name Johnson, or is that yeah? Is that a character? I don't know. I have no. I have no idea what the show is about. I don't know if I would say they're a character. Like maybe like a, uh, like are they in it yeah. again? Cole? No, no. Yeah, no. yeah. So literally uh, a character that's in like a, a minute and a half of the show. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. He 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 has a a store that he sell things in. Like you know, it's like it's like a commercial. And, you know, it'd be like, crazy Ted's mattresses or whatever, except he's mm-hmm. Ants in My Eyes Johnson, and he can't see because he's got ants, ants in his in eyes, him. and so he doesn't know what the prices are. Does he actually have ants in his eyes? Physically has ants crawling all over his eyes. It's actually kind of disturbing, to be honest. I don't know oh, Colby has a toy of ants in his eyes, Johnson. Is that... That's a really specific toy. It is a very specific, really specific toy. occasion, um, and I understand now why he got up and left the uh, <laughs> recording area the moment you mentioned that. Um, Was that a, is that like a, a set called? You do you assemble that? Yeah, yeah, you assemble. It's got forty pieces. Are thirty eight so, of them ants? Um, no, no. I think you <laughs> assemble the stove that he lights himself on fire with. Yeah, ants in his eyes. Johnson oh. um, not only has ants in his eyes, but also uh, can't feel pain, and so he lights himself on fire. But it's okay because he can't feel it. It's a very specific because there's ants in his eyes. No, those two things are unrelated. Oh. I do you think the ants burn up when he lights himself on fire, Cole? I mean, probably. I <laughs> I don't know much about ants, but I know they're not fireproof. So is he just Johnson then? Well, I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I'd have to assume if if you have a, a ants in your is that is that what his name was ants in your eyes Johnson yeah ants in my eyes Johnson you, uh, yeah, I assume you also have a pickle Rick toy. I I actually do. I've got a uh, like a little okay. pop. Um, I got like the mystery pops, like the little ones, and I think I've got a pickle Rick of that. I haven't gotten. A I don't know. Rick I don't really know what pickle Rick is. I just know there is a pickle Rick. Yeah. Because again, I know nothing about this show, Richard I, and I, Mortimer. I've heard so much about. I'm nine episodes in. It's about. it's funny. It's weird, but funny. Yeah. 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 I finished I've, I've, Horseman. I have seen the show, not like watched it, but I have seen it, and it yeah. it. I would definitely describe it as weird. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. I finished uh, BoJack Horseman this week, so I needed a, a new show to watch while Dude, I worked. That, so. I can get into that show. BoJack's so good. Like, if you haven't seen BoJack, oh, you yeah. should go watch it. It's real good. Anyway, it's we're so not good. talking about TV today. Well, I mean, we are we a little could. bit. We might talk <laughs> we about it again. We just did. Who knows? Who knows? We're going to talk about video games. Uh, this week, it is Gamer Christmas. E3 is coming up this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk oh, about really? that. We're going to talk about Insomniac. Uh, made Ratchet and Clank without, without any crunch. Like, there's a bunch of their developers coming in. Oh, Colby's got one of the... What are those called, Call Me Seeks. 
Yeah, me seeks real good. That's that's has nothing to do with Insomniac. It's all Rick and Morty again. They're very funny. Anyway, they made Ratchet and Clank without Crunch, and a bunch of them were coming to Twitter to talk about it, which I think is great. Uh, Xbox is going to get Fidelity FX. We've been talking about that um, for probably the last month, and I keep thinking like, oh, that'd be really cool if Xbox got that. And apparently they are. Um, and apparently that was announced like months ago. So I've just been speculating on something that was actually true. So I don't know. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Although that was kind of most of the story, but that's fine. Um, Atari VCS is actually coming out. Um, did anyone have like in the pool that that was actually going to be something that actually got released physically in stores? Because I didn't think so. Is it still like $300? It is still $300. So That is surprising. I'm shocked. I kind of want to go to Best Buy just to like look at one because I'm curious, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Sony made an uh, announcement about PC games coming to, uh, or I'm sorry, Sony PlayStation games coming to PC and when you may see them. It is probably not the good news that you hope. Um, We've got the E3 schedule. We're going to chat through a bunch of cool things coming up this weekend. Colby's super excited. Capcom may have uh, made a a whoopsie with some stock photos, and um, it's not... It's not bad. It's probably not great. We'll talk about that a little bit. And Dylan, like, like hot off the presses, like as we were going to record, told me that Overwatch is getting crossplay, which is good news. So we'll talk about that too. We have questions from Vinny Elsarath fifty two R Deacon, uh, Shadow X Princess Megan. We got a handful of cheap free games. Uh, not a, not a lot, but a couple things. And by a couple, I mean like literally one. Um, but it's a big bundle full of games. It's like a thousand games. You can have it for five dollars. Colby's laughing at me. I don't know why Colby's laughing at me. I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> Colby's laughing at Twitter. Colby is supposed to be paying attention to our podcast, and he's laughing at Twitter, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Anyway, Colby, tell me what games you're playing. Tell me what games you're playing. Stop looking at Twitter. But tell me uh, what was funny on Twitter first. <laughs> so it was. <laughs> It was a. Uh, it just says move over six word short story. There's a new king in town, and it's a thing from Craigslist, and it says sex rope never used. <laughs> oh, no. I bought it for my girlfriend, but she left me free with pickup. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I guess if you're unfamiliar with the the shortest saddest story, it's a, a story that was rumored to be written by. Um, Hemingway, oh, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm like Drinky Drinky Pants. Is that his name? Uh, and he, uh, written by Hemingway, and the the shortest story, the shortest saddest story was Baby Shoes Never Worn, but Sex Rope Never Used is pretty good. I think that that takes a. I mean, yeah. There's a certain level of sadness there. <laughs> Agreed, Colby. Tell me, um, tell me anyway, about Subnautica. What I've been playing is I beat Subnautica, and Yay! that is a really, really, really good game. Um, How long did that take? Thirty ish showers. I don't know. I put fifty-six into it, so yeah, so so the a normal person would put thirty hours, but you I hundred percented it. Yeah, um, but I think it, it was a twenty-eight hour game. Is like what the kind of average was, if I recall. Yeah. So just dumb. Um, yeah, it's a really good game, and I'd like to discuss it more. But there's a lot of things that I don't want to spoil. Well, maybe um, I'm a, I'm gonna play it at some point. Maybe you and I could do a spoiler cast on a five-year-old game after. Yeah, 2018, so it's only four. Oh, sorry, a three-year-old game. Or Apologies. Three, I don't even those, know what year it is. For those of us that can math. And not me. For those about to math, um, we salute you. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a really good game, and, like, especially for a game that you, like, 
you don't like kill anything like you don't like attack anything there's no i mean there's bad guys but it's mostly it's not like there's bad guys it's just there's guys that will attack you but for the most part you just kind of ignore them they don't really come after you so it's like a really weird experience because you're mostly just kind of exploring so um, so by bad guys do you just mean whales are bigger than you are yeah like they're i mean not- it's no. They're not bad guys. They just want to eat something, uh-huh. and you happen yeah. to be something. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like saying a shark is bad. No, a shark's just a shark. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a leviathan is just a leviathan. It's not attacking you because, you know, it's bad. It's just a giant fish that wants to eat things. Something, um, something. It's my nature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but... Like I said, there's so like many little things in it that I'm like, oh, and then this was cool. But I'm like, well, but that you to explain that you have to explain other aspects of the game, which are kind of like not like spoilerific because like you really kind of learn a lot in the first like four hours. But like that first little bit where you learn that is kind of cool, and I don't want to spoil it. So yeah, that's fair. I I highly suggest it. Um, I I really 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 liked it. So. Perfect World, which is the the company that makes uh, this game. I'm sorry, Unknown Worlds. I'm, I apologize. Um, their first game was Natural Selection, which is a Half Life mod. Was that the Was that the one that was uh, like for the Xbox? Did they put I, it out? Or no, it was know. on Steam. It's, like 2002. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why. Because I keep getting. Um, videos on youtube for it and it's i'm uh, guessing because i looked up something for subnautic and i'm like what's this game that is a very old game that yeah so that's their first game their second game was zen of sudoku <laughs> then natural selection 2 and then six years later they made subnautica it's a very very weird thing interestingly enough unknown world is um partially owned by perfect world which is a little confusing for me i don't yeah, think i like yeah. that <laughs> I, I can see that anyway yeah I, i'm very excited to, to give uh Subnautica a try i need to i need to play it so yeah good stuff um then i noticed that observation was going off of game pass i think on the 15th um and that has been a game that I think has literally been on my Xbox since it came on Game Pass. Same. Um, and so I'm like, well, I really want to beat that. And uh, it's not, it's like an eight hour game. So I'm like, I can probably do that. Um, I'm hoping. Uh, and it is really good. Um <sighs> It is kind of strange. Um, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Hypnospace Outlaw. Really? Yes. Huh. <laughs> um, I I will describe it as if you mixed the X Files, two thousand one Space Odyssey, and Hypnospace Outlaw. Interesting. And you would get Observation. Um, the first like. I don't know, 30-minute cold open is absolutely amazing. Um, But, like, you are... And, again, this is one of those ones that I would not like to spoil, but you are a computer. Um, uh, There's something goes wrong in a space station, and this uh, woman brings you online, and you are the computer, and basically you are... I suppose more you're like an AI, um, you're very HAL 9000-ish. And 
she needs you to do stuff, and so you can kind of move throughout the ship and do things in the computer to help her. Um, plus, you're trying to figure out why certain things have happened. Um, and it's very interesting. Um, like I said, it's it's one of those games that, again, I don't know if anyone's going to play this you know, two-year-old game, but I don't want to spoil any of it, because, sure. like I said, that first like 30 minutes is fantastic. Um, yes. Hopefully that comes back. I'd like to try that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, nice. Like, it seems like one of those that might. Um, or if you watch for it in six months, you'll be able to pick it up for like 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is really, really good. I, I think I'm about halfway through it. Um, and again, I'm really hoping that I can finish it because that would, I'm hoping that it goes off on the 15th yeah. because it would really suck to go play it like tonight and it'd go like, oh yeah, no, left on the night. They usually get, they usually get pulled on the 15th. I think. Yeah. And right. that's what I, that's what I kind of was, you know, betting on. I, I will admit that I was confused when you first said that this was like a, like a spacey, you know, whatever game, because I was confusing this with Observer, the horror game by Bloober Team. Which I've also always wanted to play, <laughs> which is like a cyberpunk horror game. <laughs> I don't know if I know Observer. You probably would recognize it if you saw it because, like the the logo, it's like Observer, but it's actually like Carrot Observer underscore. Uh, okay, yeah, no, yeah. I, I actually do remember that. Actually, used to be on Game Pass, I believe. Yeah. And that's why um, when you were talking about it, I thought that's what you were playing, not no. Observation. No, <laughs> Those observation. are two very different games. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I would highly suggest playing Observation. If, yeah, you know, sounds like, good. Like, I don't know, now, and if you're going to, I guess you can power through, like, an eight-hour game in five days, but uh, it's really good. Um, and then I started playing Abzu, and I'm sure Cliff's like, oh, it's wintery. It's just um, a great game, too. I really yeah, like Abzu the game. It's good. Um, I played a little bit of it before, um, and, yeah, it's just kind of a chill dive around you know watch like fish, fish. Kind of it, yeah. it does how far are you into it because it's super short it's only like three and a half hours long see i thought it was like two hours long yeah maybe maybe two or three um uh, how do you tell time in that game you, i mean i'm at the point where the fish are cliff yeah I, I mean i think more just like i don't know it's short i thought maybe you'd know um because it does like i, I don't want to say that it like amps up a little bit at the yeah, end, but like yeah. there's definitely a, a point in time where that game goes from being a, like, oh, hey, I'm some sort of thing looking at fish to like, oh, I'm a very different thing than I thought I was. Yeah. And like, like I'm sure if you if you went out and like looked up that game, I'm sure that game has a plot. I couldn't tell you what it was. Um, but, but there's definitely something going on there, you know? So it's a good game. Everyone should play Abzu. My, I, mostly my kid wanted to. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. She wants to be a scuba diver when she grows up. Haven't quite figured out how you make money off of that, but whatever. Especially considering we're landlocked, but, you know. Well, I mean, she can move, Coley. She can, but I mean, like, it seems like that's something that you don't just pick up at, like, 18. <laughs> well, I mean, there are there are some cool places to scuba dive in, in Utah. Like, you can go up to the crater up in Hebert. Like, there's they, like they, two, they teach there's scuba like two up there. places. See, I I will say that my friend Mitch, his uncle who lives in Utah, is a certified scuba person and does a lot of stuff in Utah. So yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, does he I, make money doing it? No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> See the problem well, here? I mean, maybe, like, probably as an instructor, maybe, maybe, probably not. Hmm. I can't imagine he actually does. <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there. Dylan, do you want to talk about Biomutant? Yeah, um, I'll talk a little bit because I have said before that i liked it but um last time i was talking about the patch 1.4 which i did not realize was not really out yet on xbox it was only live on pc but i was able to download it last night and play nice. after that and it makes a substantial difference nice i can't tell you exactly why but the game feels much better like the combats were just way more smooth for me um I don't know if I got good overnight, but I doubt it. Um, it just seemed like everything was kind of flowing better, and I maybe they changed it. Because I know they were talking about one change where it wasn't going to be so easy for the bigger bosses to just grab you and throw you. Yeah. Which seemed like they would, like, you had no chance to dodge. It was like they would just grab you and throw you, and you wouldn't even be like, oh, did I have a second where I could have rolled out of the way? It was just so fast, like, the animation. So sure. um, I was definitely able to, like, roll around and duck through the legs and then wacky-whack and shooty-shoot, and it just seemed like everything was kind of working a lot more buttoned up, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a game now that I would feel more comfortable recommending and be like, yeah, try it out. If, if that, if you want a cute critter action RPG, um, with a meh story, like this is for you. Like it's a, it's a solid game. Um, I'll be honest. Like, I think that is actually the game I want. Like I'm, I'm okay with all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, it's probably something that you're going to get, on a pretty good sale soon, especially. So if you're still <laughs> on the fence about it, don't don't hesitate to pick it up when it's on a deal or something when you yeah, see I, it because you'll, you'll probably enjoy it. Um, if you have something else to play right now, play that. But if you really want like an action RPG that you can probably put a little bit of time into because I've played it for a couple, I don't know, a handful of nights for a few hours every night kind of thing. And... I don't think I've gotten very deep into it yet. Like there's a lot of exploration and stuff. So, um, and that is the enjoyment of the game. I think is kind of exploring a little towns and scavenging for different parts. And like, I definitely have like a more powerful weapon now. Cause I got the boom bop or the bim boofer or whatever. Like they all have goofy names kind of. So do they uh, all get delivered to you by the Grinch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but definitely, definitely something to look out for if it if it's something you've been interested in. Yeah, I added it to my wish list because I watched the trailer for it. I'm like, that does look kind of interesting. You know, that's something actually yeah. I've I've been meaning to talk about. I'm sorry, Dylan. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. Are you done talking about uh, that? I, I was just gonna add on, like, definitely as I think. I can probably speak for the three of us that we've all enjoyed games in the six and a half to seven and a half range maybe just as much as or almost close to like the red deads like i can name a couple games that probably are only six and a halfs that are still some of my favorite games yeah. this yep. might this might be i don't know a seven and a half or maybe even an eight by the time i get farther into it and so it's like it's definitely a game that people like us will will like 
you might also hate it. I don't know, but um, I'm gonna. I would put money on that you're gonna enjoy it more than you don't. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I uh, I think it's a game that I will pick up at some point cheap, or it'll probably come to Game Pass at some point cheap, and that'll be perfect. I love it. Um, who that's a who published that game? Uh, THQ. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would. I would almost guarantee yeah. you that game will end up on Game Pass at some point in time. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, one thing I was going to say, uh, you you mentioned adding that to your wish list. Um, it's something that I've been seeing a lot lately. Um, is developers of all sorts saying that if you really are interested in a game, like the absolute best way to signal that you are interested in that game, and the best thing you can do for sales of that game, the best way you can signal to Steam that this game needs someone to look at is actually wishlisting games um, on Steam specifically. And and the devs are even like, we don't care if you buy it. We don't care if you buy it on Steam. We don't care if you're going to buy it on the Xbox, but that it is really, really helpful if you wishlist it on Steam. Um, there's a, like a direct correlation between the amount of promotion a game gets on Steam, like how you know it ends up on lists, how it ends up on the front page of Steam, how Steam promotes games. Um, with the number of wish lists it has. So if, if there's a, especially smaller indie games, um, if there's something you're interested in, even if you're not a PC gamer necessarily, um, it's it's probably not a bad idea to go wish list on Steam. And the, the other thing you get from that is when that game comes out, they'll tell you. Um, it was something I was talking to my wife about today is that, you know, with E3 coming this weekend, there is going to be a bunch of games that I'm going to go like, oh, that game looks really neat. I'll have to check that out when it comes out that I will promptly forget about. Um, Because there's just so many of them. You know, I I think I remember 12 minutes and that's the only thing I remember from E3 2019. Um, But I bet you there was a bunch of games that I would have liked to play or, you know, that maybe have come out or haven't come out, you know, that I'd like to kind of keep an eye on. And and probably the easiest way to do that right now is just to go on Steam and wishlist them because... I wish that, because uh, I, I don't, Steam it's a little bit different, but I wish the Xbox that they allowed them to put their games on a little sooner uh-huh. than it appears they can, because yeah. there's a couple games that I know are coming out to Xbox that I'm just like, I'd really like to put that on a wish list so I remember it, but instead I just have like tabs on my you know phone open yeah. so that I'm like, I'll remember it that way. I really wish there was an easier way to just say, like, I'm interested in this thing and would like you to remind me that it exists. Yeah. Um, we were talking about that just across the board. Like, it's for games, like, for TV shows. Like, I'd really like to know when the next season of X comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, or the next sequel in this book. Or the next, like, if, if someone has some chops, like, that'd be a great thing to, to like, be able to keep track of. Because there's just so many games that come out that... I will go like, oh, that game looks really neat. And then forget about it for a year. And then notice that it came out eight months ago. And, you know, completely missed it. Um, it would be nice if, if there was something that existed like that because there just isn't. But Steam wishlisting them is, is probably the best you're going to get. Um, and apparently has a big impact on how games are made. So, like, I don't know, go wish go wishlist a game you love. And the other thing I'll tell you that I found out the other day, and this is actually probably a pretty rare case, but if you have played a game that has less than 10 reviews on Steam, going and giving that game a specifically a positive review to knock it over 10 can have a big impact on sales. Like, they actually get pushed into other categories. Nice. Um, yeah, do you guys remember, or well, you probably don't, call, but do you remember CD Run, Dylan, that we played at... Uh, uh, yeah, extra life like two years awesome. ago. 
it's such a fun game such a fun game like if you've got some like buddies that you can play that with like extra or cd run is a ton of fun just super simple mechanic but uh good time the, the guy who does it he's local to here um and he still updates it all the time like i'm in his discord and he he does cool little updates to it all the time um but he the other day was saying like, hey, I've only got like eight reviews. If I can get over 10, like the algorithm looks at it differently. And he got over 10 and it immediately like spiked his sales. Like, I mean, and yeah. spike is probably relative, but he immediately saw an increase in people. Yeah, like, for a small game though, game. like that yeah. small spike is a big spike, right? Yeah. When, yeah. You're, so, when you're one guy making a, a game. So like you can actually go to your Steam library, I believe, at least I've, I've heard this. Um, and like sort by number of reviews. And if there's something on your library that you've played that has a under 10, like go give it a review. It's a good thing to do. So that's your little like PSA how to make video game developers' lives a little bit easier. It's good yeah. stuff. Um, I have been playing Prey a little teeny bit. Um, I didn't play it a bunch this weekend because it's actually kind of a hard game to play. Like most of my gaming time I spend playing a game and talking to Colby or talking to my wife. And it's a kind of a hard game to play when you're talking to someone else because there's a lot of reading in it. Um, so I didn't play a ton, but man, I've played so much more Stardew Valley. Um, again, I was talking to my wife today when we were having coffee this afternoon and like, we both just kind of like, you know, I guess we just have to accept the fact that we're going to hundred percent Stardew Valley. Um, <laughs> like what else, what else would we do? We're 117 hours in. Um, and so like the next part of like, and both of us realized that 100%ing Stardew Valley is a grind. Like, you have to ship every single item in that game. You have to cook every single item in that game. You have to do all these, like, wackadoo quests, you know, that that are not easy. And I'm not going to say aren't fun, but, like, getting They're to... work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's a point it's where literal it's work. work. <laughs> and we're like, well, it's something to do. <laughs> so, like... Yeah. I mean, I think spreadsheet out with everything you have to do still. I am not. I I wish I wish I was kidding, Dylan. But there is actually a so there's a a part of that game where you have to collect all these different things um, in order to open up the community center in that game. And I actually printed out a spreadsheet that I found online so we could check off the things we'd gathered. So we'd know when we found, you know, because it, it got to the point where there's like eight things left I need and we were having a hard time remembering what those eight things were. Um, so that when we found them, we would go, oh, yeah, yeah, I actually do need that specific need fish. That. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we were talking about that. We're going to have to, like, write down the list of the things that we need left to ship. We, have, we haven't cooked a thing. I think I've cooked eggs in that game. So there's, like, a hundred things I need to cook. Um, you know, it's it's become it's become a, a small obsession. Um, someone asked on Twitter, Twitter the other day, like, is Stardew Valley good? And I'm like, I sure am the wrong person to ask, but... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on Monday, uh, Concerned Ape, I think is his name, uh, the guy who developed that game, put out a patch on Xbox and it broke it for like 24 hours and we were beside ourselves. <laughs> like, yeah. how do what we do not we do now? play? Yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah. very, very, very bad. So anyway, that's enough about Stardew Valley. That I guess I will be talking about it for the next month or two. That made me... Uh consider a good question that maybe not answer now or on this episode so you have something to think about but like what game or thing are you the wrong person to ask if it's good <laughs> like <laughs> where it's just like you cannot possibly give an unbiased look at it or it's just like 
don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot of games that are that way for me, but like people yeah. that are like, hey, is the new Pixar movie good? I'm like, well, okay, so is is Disneyland right. a fun place to visit on vacation? I'm like, well, so <laughs> is the new Star I Wars spend good? Almo- I spend almost a month there every year, so I'm um, I'm moving to a state that is like logistically the furthest state away I could possibly move except maybe for Maine because I would like to be closer to Disney World. So no. maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we should talk about our patrons a little bit. These fine folks support our podcast every month by donating one, three, seven, or $10. The $10 folks are what we call our producers and uh, they get their name read out I, I i was looking for a word there and i guess it's just read um spoken aloud every every podcast recited recited ah, man dylan i need you to have like a, a microphone in my ear so when i pause you can go like hey yeah. cliff the word you're looking for is recited and i could go ah we recite their names the every podcast recited. Yeah, I need I need a producer. That's what I need. Anyway, big shout out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cole Jr. for uh, keeping this podcast running, uh, letting Colby name himself stupid things like Ants in My Eyes Woo! Johnson, because otherwise, man, other software isn't this cool, and, and that would be a shame. So that that's uh, that's the, the moral of the story. If you would like to be a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast or bitemepodcast.com slash Patreon and uh, and slip us a little bit of coin. That'd be great. Uh, Dylan, do you want to help us out? News! Thank you, sir. Uh, I think I think we've talked a lot about crunch and how bad it is. Um, like, I don't know about you guys, but like I've, like, my new job is actually, like, there's a lot to it sometimes, and I, I often end up working, like, not a ton, but like 45 48 hours and it it's it's horrible like i i get to the end of that week and i'm just like i'm done like it takes me all day saturday to like turn back into a human um and so like some of these devs that are working you know 60 70 80 hours a week for two years like i just can't imagine what that's like um but uh, with the release of ratchet and clank the new one i don't remember what it's called ratchet and clank a uh, rift in time. A rift in rift apart. Yeah, we were close. rift apart. That's the one. Sorry. Uh, a a bunch of devs have like. First of all, I've heard that game is dope. Um, unfortunately, I was watching videos, which was a whole different topic. I wanted to bring up, which it's actually a game that makes you consider getting a PS5. It's interesting. That, it looks that it looks that good. I mean, it's a game that might consider you getting a PS5. Unfortunately. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, I'm not there yet, but I also love Ratchet and Clank so much. I, I need to play the last one still because I own it and I hear it's really good, but I haven't I haven't tried it. Yeah, yet, so. I've I've meant to do that too, but I just don't turn the PS4 on. Same. Like it, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. But yeah. man, it looks so good. Though. I hope Rift Apart comes to PC because I might actually play it there. Maybe. So we'll see. Yeah. That anyway, would be nice because uh, it would save me a five hundred dollar <laughs> expense. <but. laughs> Yeah, for one game. I'm not sure I'm gonna buy a PS5 this generation, man. Like I've I've bought I the last. But man, two. I'm telling you, I watched some gameplay. and I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, I get it. If I saw one on the shelf, I'd probably just grab it and Ratchet and Clank and go home and play it, and then I'd sell it. 
<laughs> Dylan's going to play Ratchet and Clank and then make yeah. $200. <laughs> yeah. Like, in profit. That's what I'm saying. You could probably sell a used PS4, you know, PS5 for... You, you could probably make 150 bucks off that transaction, Dylan. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll consider it. Anyway, that that isn't exactly what we're talking about, but it, Ratchet and Clank looks good. Um, it, like I said, it's it's probably not a game I will Fant- play. Like probably yeah. the best looking PlayStation game, and the it might be the best looking game to date. Oh, that's period. amazing. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it even like I saw the first trailer for it probably at the Game Awards and just went, "Wow, that game looks neat." Yeah, looks really I neat. Mean, it, so it essentially looks like you're playing a Pixar movie. That's crazy. Like, like the art style's not quite the same, obviously, but like the level of animation is yeah. that high, and it it's fantastic looking. That's awesome. Um, one of the cool things that came out of Ratchet and Clank too is a bunch of devs from Insomniac. Insomniac's local to here, aren't they? Aren't they up in Seattle somewhere? I think I so. Thought so, yeah. But I I get them confused with someone else too, so maybe not. It doesn't matter. That's fine either way. Um, but a bunch of people that work from them actually tweeted um, that, that they didn't crunch at all on this game, which is kind of amazing considering that you know it was developed during the pandemic, um, you know, and that crunch is such a part of an industry. But like uh, Lindsay Thompson is quoted on Twitter saying, "I didn't crunch once entire production. A couple of late nights here and there finishing something, but completely crunch free. It's possible. Team wellness lets the creative." Uh, creativity flow free. And then Grant Parker, another uh, guy who works for him, said, I, uh, Ratchet and Clank is at an 89 average score, and I can't speak for any every, anyone on the team but myself, but I didn't crunch once, 40-hour weeks the entire time. It's possible to work on a great game without suffering. And I think that that is, like, it's so important, like, that we we fix this. And it's it's not it's not important just because it's, like, the right thing to do. Like if you're empathetic to other people, like it's the right thing to do. But I think it's really important because the video game industry is like eating up people and spitting them out. Like folks don't work in this industry for very long. Like a lot of people work in it for five years or 10 years and then just go and quit and do something else because they just physically can't do it anymore. We burn them out or they, you know, destroy their lives and their marriages and their families. And it's just not a sustainable thing. If you want people to like, you want folks to work in an industry for 20 years because by the time they get 10 or 15 years in, they're really, really good at it. You don't want to have to keep like teaching them the same thing over and over and over again. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's it's probably the most broken part of, well, it's probably the second most broken part of video games after just like gamers. Um, so do you guys want to talk about, maybe we'll do it. I didn't have a troll corner in here, but maybe we'll talk, we'll do troll corner later. We can talk about gamers and the guy who gave us a really terrible review on our podcast because I had a bad opinion on Twitter. Um, I believe know. it. It's good stuff. Uh, anyways, I think this Ratchet and Clank, Clank thing is great. And I think Insomniac yeah. like really deserves a shout out for not killing people. Like that's a that's a yeah. good thing. That's a really good thing. So do you guys have it's thoughts? It's good to I would say it's good to have a company do that. Yeah. Like because I think part of it too is you have to make that a choice. Yep. Like and and to be fair, like there's probably people that are fine with crunching. Like there are select people who like working. I know some of those people that they can't help but work. Like they're off the clock and they have to keep working. They get a second job because they're addicted to it. Like those people do exist. And there might have been a time too where it might have been more important. But the fact that you update a game the day it comes out and the day after and the day after and the mm-hmm. day after. 
and Monday is always the day after Sunday. So there's always going to be more time that you're going to be working on this. Yep. There's no reason to, um, I don't know. It's not a race. Right. Like it, thing like when you're creating, especially something that's kind of, it's an art, it's a, it, there's a lot, like it's not, it's not any really one thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's not a race to the finish line. Yeah. Like, I, and especially because you don't have to package these things in a, not that I'm, that's an excuse or anything, but it's not like you're shipping a book where you, this thing's going to the printer and, and it's never, you're never going to, you're never going to get a chance to revise it. Right. Like that might make sense where you are like, yeah. okay, we got to get through this guys. Let's sit down. Let's proofread this. Let's get it out. Like, no, it's, that's not quite how it is anymore. So absolutely. Um, it's not like you need to get the roof on the building. So before it rains kind of thing, maybe that's a good analogy. Like it's different when you're building a home and the, that big rain clouds rolling in and you got to get this roof on this building. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of a different thing. But. Well, and I think it's also like, you know, that happens and it's probably two days of work or three days of work. You get that roof right. on, but like video games are just a game full of roofs. It's just roof after roof after roof, right. you know? Yeah, you have to make the decision because yeah. yeah, I mean, there might be a time where you're like, guys, we really, we gotta, we gotta spend a couple extra hours this yeah. week. It would really benefit the whole team if we spend a little bit of time to make everyone's job easier next week. Yeah, but if that just keeps continuing, because um, I'm definitely not the person that there's always more work. Yeah, it's never you're never just done with it. Nope. Like so, it's like why. Why am I going to spend all this time now to, I, it's just, I'm just going to keep doing it next week. Yeah. I don't like it's as, as yeah. someone who has some pretty strong workaholic tendencies, um, really what this comes down to is having good management too, because it, there is always that person who's going to stay a little bit later, either because right. they, you know, think that they need to, because you know, they're trying to get ahead or the person who just has those workaholic tendencies. Like it, it, in order to fix this problem, you need managers who are like, no, go home, stop working. Like right. it'll be here tomorrow. Like that, that attitude is a top down attitude, not a bottom up attitude. Right. Um, Cause that one person working and then that other person sees that person yep. working and they're like, and whether they're like, man, I got to keep working too. Or they're like, well, I don't want to leave him here by himself. Exactly. It's like, it's not any one person's fault necessarily, but yep. it creates an environment that's going to, instead of just saying, hey, let's go home. Yep. Hey, absolutely. everyone, let's go home a little early today. Right. It's three o'clock. Let's go home. Yeah. It's absolutely. hot in here. Let's go home. Like those, those small choices that I think, I think they, they go a long way when you, no one, no one wants to work more. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, frankly, like if you're a video game company right now, I would be doing everything I could to make those decisions now while it's still a decision you get to make as opposed to continuing to treat people poorly and watching the entire industry unionize. Right. Like I'm a strong, strong, strong proponent of, of unionization. I think they should unionize regardless. But like it's kind of like how the, the ESRB and the MPAA work is the government says – you guys can regulate yourself as long as you regulate yourself and do it well. And if you don't, right. we're going to step in and them stepping in is always going to be worse. So like the industry needs to regulate itself now before someone, whether that is the government, whether it's a strong union, whether it's, you know, people just quitting, um, 
and fix it while they have the power to do it. Like right. stop worrying so much about the money and worry more about the people because you're you're going to someday there will be a reckoning and it, it's going to be yeah. or everyone's going to work go work for Insomniac. Uh-huh. And you're not going to have you're not going to have like cuz that's that's the reality too is like a couple companies will do it and yep. then Hopefully that's the trend that happens is you lead by example. Absolutely. And everyone's going to be a great place to work. Otherwise, yeah, Insomniac's going to have all the best talent. Absolutely. And, uh, and everyone else is just going to go do something else. Yeah. I mean, you're so, seeing it right now in fast food is like yeah. no one's going to go work for the fast food company paying seven bucks an hour when you can go work for someone paying 15, you know? Yeah, um, so. It's just not going to happen. So, all right. Next up, um, <laughs> apparently the Atari VCS is actually still a thing. Um which is just shocking to me. Um, it, it's kind of been like leaking out to backers like slowly over time. Um, but these things are actually going to be available. We're talking six days from now, five days from the day you hear this. You'll be able to walk into a Best Buy, a GameStop, or a Micro Center and just get one of these. And like Colby said, yeah, they're still $300 if you want it with a controller. <laughs> <laughs> just just buy like a switch instead i don't know anything but this what do you play on this well i'm glad you asked dylan because the atari vcs console will come with a free copy of the atari vcs vault which includes 100 arcade and atari 620 2600 games it will also include a digital storefront with over a dozen titles available at launch <laughs> but what but what kind of games are these what are I, these I 12 think you can get them titles? all on uh, like archive.org for free. Yeah. A lot of them are, are just Atari 2600 games um, and then probably some like kind of mamish ar- arcade games. Um, and then like, I don't know, probably a, a handful of indie developers that were like, I don't know, I guess I can have one of 12 games available on the Atari VCS. Like, I, I don't know, man. I literally don't know. I, I don't understand who this is for. I don't. I think the thing is, is if they'd made an Atari Mini and said, we're making an Atari Mini and we're going to put 100 games on it and it's going to be $60, they probably would have sold a bajillion of these things. But instead, they made a system that I think runs Linux um, that can like play a bunch of games and then like they have that Ant Stream system on it that lets you like stream a bunch of other Atari games. I just can't... I can't imagine at this point that there's enough people that didn't kickstart it that actually want one of these. I, I'm just shocked. I'm absolutely shocked. Um, Especially at $300. $400 like, if you want you know, one of the system bundles. It's... like To me, that's like the big... Like, I can understand people who kickstarted this getting one and wanting it, but I cannot imagine just like you're strolling through Target and looking at it like, oh! Hey, cool. Uh, Atari, you know. I I for assume 300 bucks. I assume that Oh, I got to tell you something else in a second. But my my assumption is that this is actually supposed to appeal to the same people that like the one-up systems do at Walmart where you're walking through Walmart and like that like the timing is not good. But like I could see this being some sort of like dumb Father's Day thing where you're like, I don't know what to get my dad for Father's Day, but yeah. oh he liked video games in the seventies. Like maybe he <laughs> yeah. liked this. He's old and likes yeah. video games. You know? I have never spent three hundred dollars on Dad. Oh jeez, I, I haven't will. either. But like people do. Like I'm talking about grand yeah. total. <laughs> like 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so in the thirty-five years he's been my yeah. father, <laughs> I have averaged about seven dollars a year. <laughs> I'm up to two hundred and ten dollars total. Yeah. Um, I I would like to tell you about the bundles you can buy. Okay. So if you buy the bundle for four hundred dollars, you get um. The, oh, now we're talking 400 not 300 Yeah, you get the controller, I believe. If you buy the bundle at GameStop or Best Buy, it includes the Atari speaker hat. And I, I'm going to paste what? I'm going to paste a picture what? into our show notes right now so you can see what an Atari speaker hat is. So if you go check that out, it, it should be there now. Um, can you can you guys see it? Wow. Could that you describe this to hat. me? It's not it's better I than mean, I actually thought. I was kind of, I honestly, what came to mind was Devo. (laughs) I was, I was imagining like the Devo hat. So this is a step up. This is an improvement. It is a baseball hat that says Atari, like, you know, across the, the front of it, I guess. It's a cool hat. It's a cool hat. Except that it has two, like, I don't know, two inch speakers in the underside of the brim, I guess. So you can like shoot music at your eyeballs, I suppose. Um, but at some point in time, I know I'm going to be on a bus or something next to some jackass wearing one of these, like pumping nope. super tinny beats out of his Atari No, hat. you won't, because no one is buying this clip. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, but that means that someday, Colby, all of these weird hats are going to, like, get sold to... They're going to go to, like, some, like, developing nation, like, I don't know... <laughs> Ten years from now, Susan Sarandon's going to be doing a commercial. There's going to be yeah, a bunch of people wandering around in speaker hats. Atari it's, it's speaker gonna, hats. Atari hats and like I don't know, uh, like some Gary ga- some, Johnson shirts from 2020. I, the I person can't who think didn't win the Super yeah, Bowl in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't know who was even at the Super Bowl in 2020. So I'm like. I get you. I, yeah, I see like what it's you're... it's it's those people that are like, well, we made a ton of these shirts. Where can we send them <laughs> and get a tax write-off for it? Called don't forget uh-huh. getting a tax yeah. write-off for it. It's very very important. Anyway, that's enough about the Atari VCS. Until they build the Atari VCS hotel, which I'm still mildly excited about. <laughs> are you going to wear your Atari hat? To of it? course I will. What else would you wear, Colby? Come on, come on. Uh, I apparently accidentally skipped. Uh, I was talking about uh, the Xbox Series X getting uh, Fidelity FX super resolution which like again if you don't know what this is it's the thing that lets a a video card essentially render a scene at 1080p and then it uses um like super sampling and machine learning to render it up to 4k lets you get a bunch more frames per second it looks real nice so that is cool um i've been kind of positing a handful of times on this podcast that the good news is that that might actually come to Xbox and PlayStation 5. I do not know about the PlayStation 5, but it has been actually confirmed for the Xbox Series X. Um, apparently, this was something that was announced months ago, and I just missed it. But uh, according to the folks at Xbox, we are they are excited by the potential of AMD's Fidelity FX Super Resolution technology as another great method for developers to increase frame rates and resolutions. We'll have more to share on this soon. Um, but it has already actually been pushed into their um, development kits. So this is something that developers are actually able to use essentially today. Um, so hopefully we'll see. I mean, the theory behind that is that you could get a like a smooth 60 frame rate at 4K and your Xbox would actually have to work significantly less, um, which is cool, I guess. 
So, I'm just going to, real quick, um, when I played Avengers, when you first started out, it asked you, like, hey, do you want, I don't know, 60 frames per second and... 1080 or 4K yeah. and... Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, let's see what they do. And I clicked one, and I don't know which one I clicked. <laughs> and so I'm just going to go that, like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that if you're not a, a 60 frames per second person, like, if that does not matter to you, um, this is probably not a huge deal. Um, I, what I, like, I think the thing is I don't really care about 60 frames a second, but I do like solid frame rates. I do like frame rates that don't have screen tearing. And so, like, anything that can make those frame rates more stable is good. Um, and it, it also means that they'll be able to do... They'll be able to put games on the Xbox that may not have been able to run on the Xbox five years into the future. Like you'll, it'll, it gives you a lot more like future compatibility with games that are coming out on the PC than would have happened before. Like there are always games that they're going to have to essentially downsize how they're going to run on a console, um, and they may not have to do as much of that in the future because they'll essentially have a essentially the video card they have will pack more of a punch than it than it did. Um, without super sampling or without fidelity effects. So it's good news, I think, overall. Um, but, like, is it, am I ever going to go, like, oh, thank God for that? Like, nah, probably not. Um, we'll see. Uh, Sony Studios um, have been launching a handful of games on PC now. And just in case you were getting a little bit comfortable with the idea that, hey, Sony games are going to start coming to PC. Like, this is a great thing that maybe Sony is going to actually, like, in, embrace the idea of of games coming more like they do with Xbox, um, you know, day and date. Jim Ryan, CEO of Sony, wants you to know that that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> we're still early on in our planning for PC, and Horizon Zero Dawn has been very successful. Um, actually, I, I apologize. This is actually uh, PlayStation Studios boss Herman Holst. I think it shows there's an appetite from gamers outside the PlayStation ecosystem to experience the amazing portfolio of games the PlayStation... Uh, fans have enjoyed for years, but I want to emphasize that PlayStation will remain the best place to play our PlayStation Studio titles at launch, but we do value PC gamers and will continue to look at the right time to launch each game. Ben Studios just released a PC version of Days Gone on May 18th, so that's about two years after the PS4 release. <laughs> He also added, releasing games on PC will not come ever at the expense of building an exciting lineup of great console games. So, like, I guess if you look at a cool new PlayStation game and you go like, oh, sweet, I cannot wait to play that two to three years from now. Um, like, if that's your expectation, Sony will meet that expectation every time they decide that it's a good idea to meet that expectation. So... Yeah, I, I cool. Four. What's what's their what's their slogan? For gamers, by gamers. Is that is that Sony? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I, I don't think so. No, I don't remember who that is. They're, they do like Sony does have a a very like we're all about gamers slogan. I just don't remember what it is. I don't know who who is for gamers by gamers. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That is a, just that, so just yell the n word a lot or what like. <laughs> I don't know. So some that is someone's slogan. I just don't know who. Um, you'll have to trust me. Just trust me, Colby. Um, um, apparently, PlayStation brand has used "Play has no limits" as their slogan for advertising. I mean, I guess they have a limit if you don't have yeah. a PlayStation. I don't know if I've ever heard that before. I don't. Does Xbox? Or if have I a, did, I didn't remember. I don't. Know. I don't. 
Well, wasn't it play together at one point? That was, How, was that PlayStation. Yeah, before? I think. And then they're like crossplay. No, we should go to. <laughs> Apparently, Xbox is power your dreams. Which all I'm saying is like I don't know. Maybe these things should get better slogans. I I play. No, PlayStation's is play has no limits. That's what I said. Did you? Yes. That that you're right. That is their thing. So yeah, exactly. They don't have limits. You know. Unless, unless you want to play with your friends limits. on Xbox, unless you want to play on your PC. Our play has limits, is what <laughs> they meant to say. I'm sorry, we'll stop crapping over PlayStation there. I don't know. The more I think about it, though, I need to be a consultant. I think I, I can, know. I can come up with better things than Sony. Have I ever told I'm you sorry. about my my plan to like the problem is it, it 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 revolves around child labor, which is a bit of a problem. But what I want to I mean, I have been I'm reading some spicy things on Twitter that imply that maybe it's not Cliff. <laughs> it's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, my plan has always been to start a consulting company that just has like that we employ um, let's say twenty boys between the ages of ten and fourteen, and anytime you have a a marketing slogan or like an ad campaign or like a picture that you want to put out, we we say okay guys, what do you think of this? And we wait to see which percentage of them like kind of go. <laughs> Um, and if they do that, and like, if, let's say it's above twenty percent, then you just axe that campaign a hundred percent. So it, it's like when you know McDonald's did their like, I'd hit it. exactly. You know, it's a picture of a Big Mac that says I'd hit that. Like a bunch of those fourteen year olds would go, <laughs> and then you'd go like, no McDonald's, try again. Why are we hitting cheeseburgers? <laughs> well, I mean, you've seen American Pie, right, Dylan? Yeah. It's a similar experience. You just have to let them cool down a little bit but first. But is that really what they were going for? I don't think so. Um, but what, like, they know what they're doing. I can only imagine that, like, it was some, like, 60-year-old boardroom dude who heard his kid say, like, I'd hit that. And he's like, that must mean that's good. <laughs> I mean, let's be frank, Dylan. How many times did a, a certain radio station that I used to be employed by that you currently are employed by think that it was a really good idea to have a a, uh, a giveaway that was, like, a Netflix and chill giveaway where they gave away, you know, like, a Netflix subscription? And then people would go, like, do you know what that means? And they go, oh, shoot, we forgot again? <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, it happens. I, I, uh, I have the right to remain silent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, good job, Sony. Um, someone you will—they—they they, they are a company you will not see this weekend at E3. Um, just in case you were hoping you would. Um, I'm going to run through a list of places that you can see. Um, starting tomorrow, actually, I think today's Wednesday, right? So starting on Thursday, E3 starts. So your kickoff is Summer Games Fest. That's Jeff Keighley's um, big thing this year. It's on uh, tomorrow at uh, so June 10th at 11 a.m. Pacific. Um, Summer of Gaming, which is part of the IGN Expo, will be June 11th at one. The Grillic Collector Showcase. If you have not seen the first part of that, that is very very, very good. Um, a lot of indie games that I was really impressed by. A bunch of stuff I want to check out. That is on Saturday, June twelfth at eight a.m. Pacific. And then the Wholesome Direct, which is a bunch of other like kind of wholesome, um, like I'm not going to say Stardew Valley, but that idea. Like they're they're games that just have that kind of um, 
you're not killing stuff like there's like you're not going to see any like viscera during this uh this presentation um i watched last year's actually like two or three weeks ago and, and there's some good games coming out that were announced during that and they're coming out in the next couple of weeks so the wholesome direct is june 12th at 10 a.m pacific um ubisoft forward which is the ubisoft presentation will be june 12th at noon pacific gearbox is going uh saturday june 12th at 2 pacific uh, the Xbox and Bethesda showcase is Sunday, June 13th at 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, Square Enix is right after that uh, on the 13th at 12.15. Um, Warner Brothers is presenting Back for Blood. That's it, which is that kind of um, uh, Left for Dead. Dead game. It's actually supposed to be really good. That's going to be June 13th at 2.30 Pacific. The PC Gaming Show, which is put on by PC Gamer, um, which is a very, very... I've watched them a couple years, and it's a very, very dry presentation, to be honest, but they it's the probably the best place to see a lot of very PC-specific games. That is going to be June 13th at 2.30 Pacific. Um, Take-Two Interactive's show is going to be June 14th, uh, so that's Monday at 12.15. The Indie Showcase is the 14th at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Capcom's got a, a presentation on Monday at 2.30. Uh, there's a Nintendo Direct and a Nintendo Treehouse on Tuesday at... Uh, so Tuesday, June 15th, there's one at uh, 9 a.m. And actually, I guess they're both at 9 a.m. I don't know how you do a direct and a treehouse at the same time, but whatever. It's Nintendo. Go watch it. Uh, and then the official E3 award show is going to be Tuesday, June 15th at uh, 4.45. And my biggest problem this this uh, this weekend, call is how do you watch all these video games and also watch the Euros at the same time? That's that is that's a problem. problem. So anyway, a bunch of good stuff. If you're into any of those, I don't know. You you don't watch these, right, Cole? No. Yeah, and I, Dylan doesn't either. Maybe I'll uh, I might do uh, like a little podcast maybe this weekend if I if I see something that's really interesting. I don't know. I did something with Vinny last week last year. I don't I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll figure something out. So um, I'm a big fan of the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. That one is always very good. Um, I, uh, Devolver Digital is going to do one this, this year too. A lot of people like that. I don't care for them, but you know, different strokes. Anyway, E3, it's Gamer Christmas, good stuff. Um, which also probably means that we'll have a ton of new stuff to talk about next week. There'll be a, a lot of announcements that we'll want to chat about. So that's good. Um, do you remember, like, I, I don't know if, if either, I don't know if Dylan's old enough and I don't know if you remember cause it wasn't exactly your thing, but do you remember back in the day? Like, you know, if you need stock photos now, you just go to a stock photo website and buy it, right? Yeah. Do you remember back in the day when you could buy CDs full of stock photos or DVDs maybe? Vaguely. Yeah. So like I think Adobe sold them. Um, but like sometimes you could just like buy them from people. I actually had one that was all wedding photography for a while because we did like this kind of wedding thing in the late 90s. Um, so there is a uh, an artist who created one of these, uh, you know, licensed CDs full of uh, essentially art that she photographed um, in lots of interesting places. And like a, a lot of them were like churches that don't have public access in Europe and that kind of thing. And so she, it, it was called surfaces, visual research for artists, architects, and designers. And so now this is, this is something that you could um, buy and use for personal use Um without paying a licensing fee most likely. But if you used it for commercial use, you definitely had to pay a licensing fee. And like this thing came out like 
I mean, the year I graduated high school. This is 1996 we're talking about. Somehow, those pictures ended up being a ton of the texture art in Resident Evil 4 and Devil May Cry. <laughs> um, to the point of where the artist is like, okay, here's my photograph. Here's a door in Resident Evil 4. Notice how those things are identical? Like, here's a statue that's over, you know, something in Resident Evil 4. Notice how that's identical to this statue I took at a church in Europe that no one else has ever been to? Um, the interesting thing is, so she's she's put in more than 100 pages of documents showing her photo and Resident Evil or Devil May Cry, whatever. Um, the interesting thing is, is do you guys remember when Capcom got hacked? Like, I'm going to say end of last year, like it was one of those ransomware things where they're like, pay us $5 million yeah. or we'll put all your stuff out of the internet. They did not pay. And those folks did release the uh, stuff. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of those assets are actually named the same thing as they were named on the CD. <laughs> nice. Anyway, um, I believe that uh, that's what you call a whoopsie doodle. Um, yeah. Interestingly enough, like, it's not as big of a deal as you'd think. Um, it'll probably end up costing Capcom, like, between, like, 8 and $12 million <laughs> to settle it. Yeah. Um, but, like, like, Dylan and I know, like, the second you use yeah. one of those photos without license, there's no, like, arguing that, like, oh, no, we did it yeah. on accident. <laughs> yeah, other than, like, I would be curious to what, like, how did that CD get to them? Does anyone know where that CD came from? Yep. Like, how did those files, because it could have been ripped off that CD years absolutely. and years ago, and you don't even, you don't even know what these things are. It absolutely. And someone, someone totally could have innocently used them. Yep. Not that that, that is an excuse, but like literally it could have been a complete accident yep. other than someone made the huge mistake of, and that person might not even work for it oh, anymore. Yeah. It's, it's extremely... Yeah, it's extremely possible that some artist worked for Capcom was like, oh, I've got this DVD full of cool images right. or, you know, a friend of mine gave me all these cool images and you took them to work and they ended up in Resident Evil 4. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part about it is and like, and this is like a little bit of a deep dive, but the Twitter threads full of like amateur copyright lawyers are like, I don't know, that sounds like fair use to me. Uh. <laughs> uh, no. Other than like, because like, it just gets me thinking. It's like, what if someone like was like, oh yeah, I'll sell you all these images, and you're like, yeah, I'll buy those images from you, but they just sold you someone else's uh -huh. images they ripped from the CD, and yep. now you're putting so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a like image copyright, like I, I think is actually super interesting. It's something that I've had to deal with a lot. And it's it's so interesting to me, like there's there's websites out there that give free stock, um, like there's free stock photography websites like Unsplash. Like I have a bunch of photos on Unsplash that people can use for free because I went to Unsplash and uploaded them and said, you can use these for whatever you want. And I mean, they get downloaded a lot every month. Like I have thousands of downloads off those websites now. Um but there's absolutely nothing stopping someone from taking someone else's image, uploading it to Unsplash, claiming it as their own, and then that it's person getting right. sued. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Which is awful. Um, it's a bummer, but yeah, like it's, yeah. it's like you just got to be real careful, like real, 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 real careful. So anyway, um, 
Capcom was not careful enough. Um, I really recommend yeah. if you if you're interested in this at all, like go look at the pictures because it's hilarious. Like it is literally it's like weird. yoink yeah. yoink. <laughs> like some of them look just copy pasted out of the photo into Resident Evil Four. <laughs> well, the the other amazing thing is that you'd even notice that. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I'd love to know how they like, found out. Because like. If that was any other person, they might they might never have stumbled across yep. this. One of the too, photos so. is actually used in the Resident Evil Four logo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a like it's a very like like it's just kind of a like a rusty metal looking thing, but there are clear, clear places where you can match up this exact photo to the Resident Evil Four logo. It's very funny. I mean it's it's probably not funny for her or Capcom, but I think it's funny. So anyway, it's all good. And that's what matters. You can buy that uh, that uh, series of... I think you can buy it as a book now if you want. That's what it looks like on Amazon. It's only $220 if you want to grab that art book. Um, Dylan, like we said right before we started recording here, uh, like breaking news. Like, it, Do you want to do like the do-do-do-do-do-do thing, Dylan? Yeah. In stereo. I'll pan that so like Colby's on one ear and Dylan's on the I'm not gonna do that. That's absolutely not gonna happen. Yeah, please don't do that. No, no, it's not gonna <laughs> happen. Um f- apparently crossplay for Overwatch just dropped. Like Yeah. It just happened. It's here. It's five yeah, years in the making. It's technically beta, but it's here. Yeah, so um, it allows everyone to play together. It's like an orgy of Overwatch players just all just in a big writhing pile. Is that, that's Orgy watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something else. I'm going to write that down. Uh, PC, PlayStation 4, that. PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch will all be able to group up and play with each other. Um, which is great. Like, cross-play. Do you think, like, are you a little surprised that I don't know. I want to know. I want to know the answer to every one of these things. I want to know if if Blizzard is saying to PlayStation, "Yeah, sure, we'll pay you this stupid crossplay fee. Of course, we'll do it." Or if if they're big enough to say no, screw off. Or I don't know. I, I want to know the answer to that. I really want to know the answer to yeah. that. So, I think it's great though. I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah, I mean, I still have friends that exclusively play in one place or another, and it would be awesome to be able to play with them because I have been playing this again a little bit recently i'm gonna sneeze bless you um so i mean it gives gives me a reason to kind of jump back in the game and hopefully it kind of reinvigorates because i mean i started playing again and every time i come back i'm like man i've been missing out because it's just it's a solid game i really still enjoy it quite a bit yeah Um, yeah it's fun um and again another lead by example like big powerful games and companies being like this is we're doing this um because at the end of the day it's the same game yep let me play it absolutely like i uh i guess i will say like i do not think this is a big deal at all i think it's it's a little annoying um but it really only annoys me when it appears to happen for no reason you will have to tie the copy of your game to battle.net but you have to do that because that's how they sync things so right um, yeah which seems to be pretty common yep. is yeah it, it ha- um, for crossplay it has to be that way yeah. i only care about that when they're like hey you have to do this and i'm like but why they're like well because <laughs> like well that's a terrible yeah. reason can i not do it they're like no, no. <laughs> depends do you want to play yeah. the game yeah. Yeah. and there's not cross progression though also yeah. to note so it's it's just cross play yeah. so 
any skins you have in one place will not sink to the other if you choose to play somewhere else but i wonder i wonder if they'll fix that friends. as it comes out of beta yeah i mean it might be something they're working towards yeah. i'm not too upset about that because i ended up getting some pretty cool skins on my pc now yeah yeah um, um i will so. also say that uh competitive mode will not cross between the two consoles will be in one lane and right. pc will be in the other so that i'm not good enough to play in, which is in that, so i think is fine. pretty expected yeah. to think of that otherwise there'd be more hoopla and we don't need more hoopla hoopla ah, i love the hoopla all right so that is it for news dylan what are we doing next that's Vinny. Vinny. Hey, yo, Vinny. Vinny's there yeah hey I can hear my voice echoing. I can hear your voice echoing too. It's good. It's really good. I, I don't. That's not true. Anyway, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Uh, hey, yo, Vinny. Vinny, got, wait, what are you doing? Vinny got a job, man. Like, congrats to Vinny. That's good. That's big news. That's big news. I don't know if I should be breaking that news on our podcast, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Vinny doesn't know. This is how he learns. <laughs> He broke it in his Discord, so I think it is fair for me to say congratulations, Vinny, on uh, entering the workforce. Um, you only have, let's see, he's very young, so like 70 years of uh, work before you get to get old and die. Um, that I think that's how it works. At work. Well, the plus side, he's, he's an accountant, so maybe he'll get lucky and like invest wisely or something. So we'll only have to work like 75 years. Um Probably not. Anyway, Vinny says, at the end of the summer, do you think the general gaming conversation is going to be uh, more of a parody between Xbox and PlayStation uh, rather than what right now people are saying is the PlayStation is better and the Xbox still needs new games? Do you think by the end of the summer there's going to be any more PlayStations or Xboxes available and it's just going to be like, man, sure wish we had those PlayStation and Xboxes? Um... Today, the U.S. government uh, passed a bill that will invest $52 billion um, into semiconductor infrastructure in the United States to fix that problem, Colby. Um, I would like you to oh, keep yeah, in no. mind um, that apparently the estimate to solve homelessness in the United States is only $28 billion, uh, 20. but yeah. we're fixing superconductors instead. I just, I just want to point out that uh, to fix Flint, Michigan's uh, pipes would only be about $85 million, so, you know. Priorities, Colby. That's less than an F-35. <laughs> Priorities, Colby. Um, I, no, because I think that that, to me, like, that, that conversation has nothing to do with anything besides, like, gamers, TM. Um, like, it's... No, no one who owns a PlayStation 5 is ever going to go, like, you know, man, I really like what Xbox is doing over there. Like, that's some pretty great stuff. And I don't think the opposite is ever going to happen either. Like, Xbox gamers are going to look at PlayStation and go, like, huh, I don't know. And then PC gamers are just off in a land by themselves going, like, oh, look at all those dumb console games. This will power my dreams. Yeah. I, and, and PC gamers are like, man, I wish I wasn't running, like, some <laughs> video card from 12 years ago because... <laughs> Oh. We currently want to see how fast we can make the Earth burn. <laughs> the uh, GTX 3080 Ti was released this week. It's a $1,200 video card. Um, the MSRP that a bunch of the third parties was putting on it was $2,500. <laughs> it's pretty awesome that, like, I don't know, uh, Carl Sagan thought that we were going to die by some sort of, like, nuclear threat, and it turns out it's just going to be some sort of stupid cryptocurrency. <laughs> it's, it's cool. Have you seen the crypto that runs off um, hard drives now? It just, like, eats through Jesus SSDs. 
need water soon. Like, hey, if you put arsenic in all this water source, we uh, make money somehow. <laughs> what do you think, Dylan? You I'm think gaming is going to get better? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, it it, it is getting better i think i think there are certain things that are better and interesting but yeah the actual like divide gamers i don't, I don't that, maybe maybe i said that wrong dylan are gamers gonna get better yeah <laughs> no because people like to be tribal yeah. about things and i don't i am not like that at all i do not want to be a part of your tribe i <laughs> i am uh, I, I mean the last I time know, it was cool is when Genesis came up with like Genesis does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> I mean, like, see, I can get behind something like that. Like, uh, if it was a little, I don't know, tongue in cheek, kind of goofy, but I don't know. Like, I want to play Ratchet and Clank, but PlayStation sucks. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it does. Like, and that's not me. Like, I. I had a PlayStation first. Yeah. Like that was the game system I played on before Xbox and I loved it. And over time to me Xbox has outperformed the PlayStation um pretty substantially, I'd say. Yeah. I um in my if I was to do a review and that's just it's not there's no that's not me trying to be a fanboy of anything. It's like I've always had both, and yeah. I play the Xbox more. I, I think the thing is for me a gamut of reasons, and to me, all you have to say is Xbox has Game Pass, and Game Pass makes it so you can spend fifteen dollars a month and not buy any video games if you don't want to. Like done, like that's enough for it's me. True. <laughs> it's true, right? Um, Xbox, generally speaking, lets me play games with friends on the PC as long as they're first party Xbox games. Yeah. Oh, cool, that's nice. You know, I I don't need anything besides that. I mean, I guess if we do see crossplay more yeah. and things like that, then it maybe it does start to matter less. Yeah. However, when Sony comes out and says our games are still best on PlayStation, yeah, even though your computer is super machine, like that's weird. Yeah, like I don't like I. We know what you're saying. Yeah, it, we know that. Yeah, obviously your native machine that your game was designed for is better there. Sure, whatever. I don't care. Like. Can I play Ratchet and Clank on the Xbox? Because that's what I have. Like, I don't... Like, that'd be nice. Right. You'd sell one more game than you would otherwise. Yeah. I, I I guess the thing is, in a world where the, the companies don't make all that money, much money off their hardware, I don't get why they're still so just tied yeah, that, to their hardware. Right. I, I know. It's, it's just a pride thing, I guess. I, well, to me, weird. I think it's a sign of weakness. Like, to me, being super territorial around your system itself makes me wonder like do, do you know that like if you release Ratchet and Clank if you release all your first party games to everyone does that mean you know that doing that will mean less people will buy your PlayStation because the only reason they buy it for is your exclusives um, I mean like right. you know and, and that's fine like if that's what you want to do yeah, yeah. Um, really I mean I would have to say most of people are buying PlayStation because of the handful of PlayStation yeah. games because I don't think it I don't know what else what does it offer right? you other than that yeah I don't, I, I don't like the UI I, I I don't like the company for a lot of different reasons I I, I think that their controllers are garbage um, 
you know, so like what you know is that if the only reason I'm ever going to buy a PlayStation is because I want to play those handful of games. Like that to me is not a position of strength. Like that's a position of of extreme weakness. So I don't know. I don't want to get super into it. Like PlayStation's fine. Yeah, that got that went farther than we. Like yeah, I I still might get one because I do want to play yeah, Ratchet and Clank. I don't have like, any problem with people if it that, comes to that. Like if you want a PlayStation? That's great. If you want to love your PlayStation, that's great. Just don't be a jerk about it. Like I don't. I don't. It's fine. Uh, Elserath wants to know, okay, so all of us, as you know, are extremely successful Twitch streamers. Um, I've Twitched before. Um, what do you think the best way to get started as a Twitch streamer is? Stream. Yeah. Uh, and Buy a hot I think tub. That, I think that's the oh. only She's underage, Colby. Be nice. It. I didn't even know she was a she, so. <laughs> it's fair. Um yeah, I think I think Dylan's right. Stream and stream yeah. regularly on a schedule. Yeah, I think that's um, like a good starting point. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that advice applies to most things. Is you have to do the thing and do it a lot. Yeah, like uh, and like streaming and podcasting and a lot of these, I guess, new media ventures like. It's a long... You're playing a long game yep. for sure. Um, yes, certain people are going to catch lightning in a bottle like anything else, but it's something you just got to commit to doing it and um, do things because you enjoy them yeah. too. Um, don't do it because you want to be... Wanting to be a successful streamer is a weird passion because you're 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 wanting success, not the thing that comes before it. So I would say um, too, I think like I'm a big fan of like finding niches and filling them. Um, like mm-hmm. don't, oh. don't become another Fortnite nice. streamer. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't become another Fortnite Happy streamer. Happy June 9th, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Don't become a, don't become a for, another Fortnite streamer because that market is already so saturated. Um, How about Overwatch? Don't become an Overwatch like stream the games you love to play because you're always going to be more passionate about the games you love than right or games that you hate to play also an option also an option yeah i mean i mean and if you do want to stream overwatch hey am i learning how to play overwatch yeah i mean you're inviting people to come in and shit on you but yeah um because (laughs) people suck go with Hanzo as your main (laughs) but like i mean i think there's value in that too like I've I've always thought it would be interesting to take a genre and be like I'm gonna go learn how to play real time strategy yeah. games and like stream that 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 venture. Um, it might be hard to do. Um, I was because I think there's two there's two reasons to watch someone stream. One, you really genuinely like them, and they're entertaining, or B, they're really good at something. Yeah. Um. Does Twitch have any rules against me being drunk while doing it? I believe it? so. Although I don't think you can. It. I don't think you can drink. Actively drink? Can you, can you, you can't actively drink. You can drink, show up drunk, you, though. But, but right. can I show up I drunk I and think you can show try up to and the party. figure out like, real-time strategy games while drunk? So, so yeah. I think that'd be entertaining. What you're saying, Cole, is you're going to pre-game all of your gaming? Yeah, uh-huh. no, I think that's smart. I think that's super smart. Um... I, like I said, I think I think playing what you love. I think setting up a schedule and following it. Um, I think um, there are a lot of people on Twitter who are 
or on on the internet that are very very good at helping other streamers find out you know to to, to make suggestions to uh you know, help you do it. Find streamers you love and see what they do. Um, and I think, like the, the the other thing that I think is is true for anything you want to get better at is to not just do that thing, but to like actively try and improve what you're doing. Um, like, pay attention to what you're doing and try and get better at it. Um, mm-hmm. To to actively try and get better, not just say, "Well, I'm going to do this for a thousand hours, and therefore I will be better at it." Like, I think you have to. Right actively try and improve it was probably the biggest right. mistake i ever and made when playing guitar is i just played a lot of guitar but i didn't ever really right. like focus on getting better at anything. goals are important yeah or and this is this is actually a kind of recent anecdote um because i have started working um to produce other podcasts yeah um doing videos and things and for new shows and you'd be amazed at the difference the second podcast that happened after we told them to stop saying, um, yep. because it was conscious at that point. So they only had to hear it once. The second podcast was leaps and bounds better because someone told them one small thing to pay attention to. And that made a substantial difference. Um, and I just said, um, now, but <laughs> cause I know every once in a while you do, you fall into the trap yeah. of it, but you try I mean, try not to do it, but, uh, it was it was weird how noticeable that difference is. So being able to apply that to it, now I'm being hyper I know. conscious have, of it. And even though I, did, you, I mean, you say it sometimes, but have you ever listened to a podcast and then never noticed that, like a you know, one of the people will say something a lot, and then once you notice it, yes. I've been listening That's to all you it's, hear. It's called uh. Oh, I don't. Uh, what what is it that uh, Adam from? Uh, well, there's your problem. Is that the what he used to say on MythBusters? I think so. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. I don't. I'm blanking on it. And the podcast host of that will say right, like <laughs> as like a right, like after a bunch of things. And once I notice that, I'm like, oh my god, he says it after every single sentence. <laughs> like he, it, it's very weird. I didn't notice it for the first like. I don't know, 10 episodes I listened to, and then I just noticed it one time. I'm like, huh, he says it a lot. Now, every time I listen, I'm like, no, he says it way more than I... Anyway, we had to, like, we lost our connection there, so I I don't know what we were talking about, but sometimes they're bad. Sometimes, I I know there are things that I say over and over. Like, I'm a big, at the end of the day, if I say, if I'm ever trying to Uh bridge something, it's always, you know, at the end of the day, it's like my catchphrase, Verbal crutches are so hard. Like the two things I have to do most in this podcast is not swear and not not swear much. Um, I promise I swear way less in this podcast than I do in real life. Not swear and not say um or like. And I know I say um or like a lot, but I say it way less than I would. I mean, I probably say it way less than I did 200 episodes ago. And I say it <laughs> way less than I do in real life too. So there. I worked with a dude who ended every single sentence with, you know what I mean? It was so annoying. <laughs> the first bed I ever bought, um, the salesman ended every sentence with, and whatnot. You know, so we're looking at some beds <laughs> over here. We've got these, uh, you know, we got the queen beds and whatnot. And then we've got the king beds and whatnot. You know, they come in regular springs or you can get like foam and whatnot. 
<laughs> we, we're just like, can we buy this from anybody else? Is there anybody else here and whatnot? So I get it. It's, but you were, you didn't realize that you were at mattresses and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. That was RC Willie. It's close. All right. Next question is from Rich Deacon. Um, another question we're just not going to be able to answer. We'll probably know better next week, or at least I will. Uh, he says, out of all the titles announced at E3 2021, what are the top three games you're most excited about? And I'm like, Rich, it hasn't happened yet. And he's like, oh, I saw a list. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> well, those aren't announcements. Otherwise, they've been announced. <laughs> The three things I am most um, excited about hearing more about at E3. I want to hear more about Back for Blood because that game looks cool and I want to pretend that I have three friends I could play it with. Uh, is that the zombie one? Yeah, it's one? the Left 4 Dead game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks really cool and I really want to see... Can you play it single player? Probably not. I mean, yeah. can you play Left 4 oh, Dead yeah. single player? I guess. Yeah, it has yeah. bots. Yeah, you can play that and World War Z. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It looks fun. It just looks fun. Um, I want to see more about Open Roads, which is the new game coming from Fulbright, the folks that made um, Tacoma and um, Gone Home. The game looks really good, and I want. I'm hoping that they do like, like twelve minutes. Here's the here's the trailer, and then it's coming out today. That's what I really hope is that the twelve minutes drops like, or or they're like it'll be available. June 20th or something. That'd be great. Maybe that already has a release date and I'm just making stupid predictions that like I can already know the answers to, but whatever. Um, I am probably also going to be very excited about whatever they do on um, like the Xbox, the Xbox announcement thingy is always my favorite. I love seeing what's going to happen with Xbox. So I, I assume you don't have any opinions, Cole. I wrote mine yeah. down. Why don't you read yours so so people know how serious you take this? Uh, you know the one, the the one that looked yeah, that good. game, that that game looks great. Yeah, yeah that one it looked good. good. <laughs> Can't wait to play it. <laughs> you have hopes or dreams, Dylan? Uh, Back for Blood's probably the one I would. I'm actually pretty interested in. Um, because I loved Left 4 Dead. Yeah, for sure. I hope that game like, gets crossplay because I really. Yeah. Did you play World War Z? I've not yet. Should it's good. Play I've, World War Z. It's yeah, so good. It's really good. I do have it now. I think it's I on think Game Pass, on, or at least it was for a while. I think it's on Game Pass, and I have it on Epic. Yeah. So World War Z is a game that did uh, not get nearly enough like buzz. Um, no. It's crazy. Like you will kill thousands of zombies. Like yeah. they flow like water. It's very good. Very good game. Yeah, I know. I watched. I watched Vinny stream it a bit and it was, it looked pretty yeah, cool. So. Super fun. Super fun. All right. Next question. Shadow X says, this is, I love this question so much. Um, what is the equivalent of one hit point of damage in real life? His example is chewing gum and then biting your own tongue. So what's the thing that you could do? Oh man, I don't know. That might be two points. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's two points if you bleed. Like, you know, sometimes you bite your lip and you go, ow, yeah. that hurts. And then sometimes you bite your lip right. and you go, ah oh, man, that's coppery. Um, un yeah. I will tell you that stubbing your toes has already been taken, so you can't use yeah. stubbing your toes. It's too easy. I think stubbing your toe is way more than one hit. Point Depends point. on how hard you do it. That can. Well, I stubbed my toe and I was limping for about eighteen months. <laughs> I remember that. I kept telling like, Dylan, "I think your toe's broken." He's like, "No, nah, no, nah, it's getting better." Yeah. I'm like, "I'm pretty sure your toe's it broken." It would get Dylan. better <laughs> until it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I stubbed it twice in a row. Was I think the problem? I think I. Stubbed it on the bed, and then I was skateboarding, and then, like, ran into a concrete block with my toe. Ow. 
It's kind of hard to explain how that happened. But yeah, skateboarding, it happened I get it. it. It didn't feel good. So my friend stubbed her toe bad enough that she broke it, and then she did like Dylan was like, "No, nah, it'll get better. It'll get better." And she had to go to the doctor and have it rebroken so they could fix it. <laughs> yeah, it does feel fine now. That's though. good. That's good. I did run on it recently. <laughs> um, so, like so getting answer? cut by a blade of grass. Yeah, it's not good. Grass cut. Yeah, I think paper cut would be is when you call. Sorry. When you're reading in bed and you fall asleep and your phone falls and hits your face. Oh, man. I did that with my iPad the other day. I wasn't even, I didn't even fall asleep. I was just like balancing it and then it came at me, but my arms weren't at the ready. So it just like flumped me right in the nose. I'm like, man, this is stupid. The worst one I've ever done is I was reading my iPad in bed. I like fell asleep a little bit, but I woke up and realized that my iPad was falling at so, me. So I so jerked you were. back, hit my head on the night on my, my uh, headboard, oh. and my lap my iPad still hit me in the face. <laughs> that was like a five yeah. hit point problem. Um, yeah, that might have been that was near concussion hit points. <laughs> those iPads are heavy. <laughs> like they don't feel very heavy until it whacks you in the nose. How about when you hit your hand on the doorknob when you're walking yep. past it? Yep, mm-hmm. all the time. I would say hitting. I, I would say hitting your head on your uh, like the side of your car when you're getting in your car. Um, I would also put yeah. a, a really bad brain freeze as a as a one hit point. Um, mm. It takes a little. <laughs> have bit you ever walked? You. Have you ever walked into a door like not that was closed but that was like partially closed? You like go to you think you have clearance out a door and it just you yep. hit it. Yeah. Yep. I run into walls a lot. Like my wife makes fun of me because I I'm in my <laughs> office. Like I'm in here all day, and like sometimes I'll walk out the door and just like tag my shoulder on the, the like door frame. She's like, the door is the I, same width that it's always been. Cliff, it has not moved. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I, it's shifty. I like to think that Cliff just walks straight into walls. That's what you meant. <laughs> no, I like tag things with my shoulders all the time. I think that I think I'm like less shouldery than I am, or I don't know. In in my brain, I'm like 135. In my brain, I look like Dylan. In in real life, I do not yeah. look like Dylan. No. How many how many hit points do we have? <laughs> not, based on the way I feel, some mornings when I wake up, Dylan, not nearly yeah. enough, man. <laughs> like, are we going like old school D anD D where you had like four? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> well like you step your toe four times and you're dead like <laughs> in uh in stardew valley if you if you don't go to bed so you like you have to put yourself to sleep every night and you have until 2 a.m and like it doesn't happen to me as much now I, I i think that like the leveling changes but like at lower levels in that game if you don't go to bed you'll wake up the next day just like draggy like you you won't get all your hit points mm-hmm. back you will have really low energy like every day i wake up i'm like did i fall asleep at two like did someone have to drag me home from a field and put me in bed because yeah. man that's what i feel like <laughs> yeah. yeah no i i love the idea of one hit point of damage in real life and i think there are yeah. a shockingly large amount of applicable things so like falling downstairs like if you don't hurt yourself but like you, no no falling upstairs yeah same thing yeah like you know when you like miss that bottom stairs, you just like slip off you like kind of land awkward like and like i know colby does this i don't know if you ever do this dylan do you ever like pull that muscle on the back of your neck like i do it all the time when i'm showering uh <laughs> i actually have that right uh-huh. now <laughs> It's it's I sec I think actually it's from sleeping yeah funny when I was camping but. yeah I get it anyway good question Josh that was a good one I like that one all right uh, 
Princess Megan says, with E3 being then less than a week away, based on past performance and future hopes, which company do you think will have the best, worst, most improved E3 presentation? Have you ever seen an E3 call? Have you ever watched one? Nope. All right, Colby doesn't get to answer. Never watched one. What, what, do you watch them a little bit, Dylan? I know you've seen them in the past. So, yeah, not enough to really... Guess. I don't know. Yeah, not to make hypo- not to hypothesize about performances, Fair. probably. Fair. Um, I really just like... Stuff about Back for Blood does in- interest yeah. me. Like other than that, I I kind of like I don't like hype too much. Yeah. Like I kind of like avoiding things um, and seeing too much of games in general. Um, I, I will say that the the plus side of E3 is I think there are two kinds of games that get released at E3. Is either you're like, hey, that's a trailer that is obviously not gameplay, so that looks interesting. Right. I, I like the idea that that is presenting, or this game is coming out in a month. This is the game. Uh, like to right. me, there's there's one or the other for the most part. Or or sometimes there's the one they're like, Metroid Thirty. It's coming out in five years. Right, go. and I'm like, well, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I if you ask me, I think uh, Xbox will have the best performance this year. They have been super strong for years and years and years. Um, I think the uh, probably most improved will go to Sony because the last time they were there, it was terrible. So I think that not being there, <laughs> not being there, is actually is a better choice. Do you guys remember the last Sony one? It was so bad. They showed like four games. It was it was such a weird deal. Um, they tried to make it like really like an experience, which probably kind of worked if you were there, but didn't translate at all at home. They had like four different theaters, and they'd shuttle all the people between the different theaters for every different showing. But then they had to like in between while they were moving people, they had to like cut to these like industry influence. Pe- people who would like try and give you like color commentary about what you'd just seen to like make up for like the 10 minutes while they emptied a theater and filled up another one with people. It was really, really weird and awkward. It was not good. So I think Sony um, worst is probably going to be Devolver Digital. I'm not a fan of their presentations at all. I find them to be very like, I just wish Devolver would spend as much money as they do on their, like Devolver makes great games. They make terrific games. Uh, I I like their games. Um, But I think that they would be so much better off if they would just like have a presentation about how awesome their games are instead of trying to be like the super funny edgelord presenters at E3. Like we get it. Triple A games from your viewpoint are stupid and like for the most part they punch up which I guess is good but also at the same time like I'm a fan of video games as a whole I don't need you telling me that E3 is dumb and that eight AAA games are dumb and that you know the amount of money they spend on this is dumb when you guys are spending a ton of money making what's supposed to be funny and mostly is just dumb so I'm not a fan but I watch it every year even though I'm not a fan so I don't know what that says about me it's all good uh, that is all of our questions for this week. Thanks for everyone that gave us a question to answer. Uh, cheap free games this week. Um, there are not many because we're at that kind of weird point in the month where we just announced all the ones that were coming out the first of the month. Um, we're still kind of going through the, the Xbox games that are coming to Game Pass. I'm sure by next week there will probably be a bunch of games to talk about. Um, 
epic game for this week is another mystery game. Last week ended up being Frostpunk, um, which if you're listening to this on the day this podcast released, it's too late to download. So hopefully you got that beforehand. Um, I've heard good things about it. I grabbed a copy. Uh, another mystery game this week. I think this is the last week of mystery games. So starting next week, we should actually be getting um, not mystery games. I guess I will say that if you have not used your $10 coupon at uh, Epic, you have a $10 coupon in your account right now that you can apply two games. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I can... I'm trying to figure out what I can do. Every time I go to spend it... I like finding those $15 games so I can get them for 5 bucks. My problem is, is every time I do that, I just end up not... I spend 5 bucks on a game and then don't play it. Um, yeah. I've become better at not succumbing to the, oh my god, that game's on sale, I should buy it now. Um, because that's just how yeah. I add games to my backlog. Because it's going to come on sale again. Well, or I, <laughs> or I just recognize... Like, The Avengers was on sale the other day for 10 bucks. I'm like, man, I can't pass up The Avengers for $10. Then I'm like... Cliff, are you really going to play the Avengers? Like, think about all the games you want to play. Where does that fit in? And the answer is no. I'm just going to put another 100 hours into Stardew Valley. So it's good enough. Uh, the other game bundle that you might want to think about picking up this week is uh, the indie bundle for Palestinian Aid, which is a huge bundle being hosted by uh, Itch.io. Um, it's a, just over a 1,000 items. So I, I won't say a 1,000 games because it's... Uh, games and like TTRPGs and assets and all sorts of stuff. It's very similar to the BLM uh, batch they did last year. Um, currently th their goal was a half million dollars. Um, they they went through that goal. Um, they're currently at $580,000 and they're going for a million. Um, everything, uh, all profit for this bundle will be donated to the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, um, which is uh, a, a, an agency obviously run by the UN that is uh, working to deliver um, food and assistance to the, you know, a bunch of Palestinians who have had their houses bombed and destroyed. So, uh, you know, so essentially there's just a ton of refugees in that area that, that need help and money. So there's some really good stuff in it though. Like even just looking through like the first page, like a, a mortician's tales in there, which is great minute, which Colby and I both loved. Um, Pikuniku is in there, which is a great game. Colby and I both love that game too. Um, I've heard really good things about democratic socialism simulator. I haven't actually played it yet, but I've heard it's really fun. Um, signs of the Sorgener is in there. Um, wheels of Aurelia, which looked like a really cool game. Nuclear throne. Um, let's see what else is on the front page here. Bunch of games I have not heard of. So, oh, the floor is jellies in there. That game's super fun. I actually paid money for that one. So, there's there's some really good stuff in there, but it's also just a good cause. So, go take a look at that. It's on itch.io. You can go to. Uh, it's actually a really long URL, but if you search for indie bundle for Palestinian aid, you should be able to find that. Um, all you can get all those games for five bucks. Uh, but you can always, of course, donate more. So I think that is is mostly what we wanted to talk about uh, this week. But I'm, I'm going to roll a real quick troll, troll corner because I always love to read the reviews that we get. I just got to scroll up to it. So uh, our latest review on... Uh I don't remember where this was. It might have might have been on uh, it might have been on iTunes. Is a one star review. So this is our second one star review. The first one I think was written by a twelve year old who had never actually uh, experienced what podcasts were before. I don't I don't blame him. Uh, this one is uh, the the title is really not good. Uh, do you think that sums up our podcast? Because that actually is pretty pretty, pretty close to how I would sum it up too. Uh, Can we get that on the show? I've actually write me podcast. I've really given some good. like I've actually seen podcasters do that before where they actually put their bad reviews on t-shirts i've given some extremely serious con con you know like i've contemplated that we already have a t public account it's not like it's a lot of work uh genuinely one of the lamest podcasts i've ever listened to let alone a gaming podcast that's not 
it's not terrific English, but I get where they were going. You're better off saving your time by listening to something else. Um, consequently, uh, that, that review was left the exact same day where I on Twitter uh, made the what I thought was relatively benign opinion that maybe we shouldn't harass journalists that write for video game publications. Um, I, I assume the two things are are tied, but I, I can't I can't promise anything. Um, uh, well over five hundred people disagreed with me on on that opinion, though. So only one of them left a bad review, though. So far, anyway, it could it could it could get worse. <laughs> Anyways, maybe I'll put that on a T-shirt. We'll see. Um, I think we should also remember that we do have a T-shirt with I, I don't I don't remember what the the saying was, but it was something about tacos, and tacos sound really good right now. And it was funny. Dylan said it. I think it was it was a good taco shirt. Do you remember what the taco shirt was, oh, Dylan? Oh man, that's a that's a that's a way right back. blast from the past. We made a shirt of it. I, I I don't remember I don't remember what it said, but it was good. Oh man, We're, it was. I'm not going to think of it off the top of my head. I, I don't. Can we get Can we get a shirt and Photoshop my face over Fraser's face, and then just say I'm not listening <laughs> under it. I think my favorite part about um, working in radio and then having a big big podcasting mic is that uh, everyone like goes, oh, like you worked in radio. Is it just like Frasier? And I'm like, no. no. Did you like think about this? That guy makes like a million dollars. I mean, his house in Seattle, even even back then would have cost a, a huge amount of money, like massive amount of money. You think that like. A, a, a talk show host that is not syndicated that only plays in Seattle is making enough money to do that. No radio is nothing like Frasier, like nothing like Frasier at all. Yeah. It's okay. It doesn't have to be. Anyway, we're bite me podcast. You can find out more about us at bite me podcast.com. You can, uh, you can go review us on, on iTunes to get our average back up. We're probably down to like a 4.7. Now we're really not that good. It's really not that good. <laughs> it doesn't, I'm not saying you have to give us five stars, but you can give us like, two and a half or three like that'd be fine um you can uh, follow us on facebook instagram and twitter by going to those words plus bite me podcast you can give us money on patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast you can come to our discord actually and tell us how we're really not good in person if you want um I mean, like, I'll be honest, if you come into Discord and just, like, start ragging us, I'll probably block you. But you'll probably get one or two good, you know, like, throwaway lines in before we kick you out. Um, you can do that at bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. I think that's everything. Dylan, why don't you tell us, could you, could you do your best of your really not good leadouts? <sighs> Bite me. Ooh, nailed it. Bite me.